Beast Wars, we're back for more. Beast Machines is next, it's true. What else were we gonna do? Break the host without an enemy. Are we trigger or INTB? Welcome to Warm Beast, the podcast where cool bots don't look back at explosions. Nice. I'm your host, <laughs> I'm your host today, Jordan, and with me today is Emily. Hi. And Kendall. I've seen fire and I've seen rain, but I do think this uh, episode is uh, probably uh, James Taylor's best work. Okay. Hey. Because <laughs> he directed it, James Taylor. It's probably a different James Taylor. But it's still a funny ah, joke. Gosh, you. <laughs> so, and I'm Kendall. Week... Did I say I was Kendall? <laughs> I said you were Kendall. Okay. I don't know if you introduced yourself though. Okay. Uh, and this week we're re- reviewing uh, the first of a three-part uh, mini arc here, Revelations Part One: Discovery. This is Season One, Episode Seven of Beast Machines. And just just so you guys are aware, um, it is just a minor thing. Um. Greg, he he got his memory erased and his spark removed, and now he's a mindless Viacon. Uh, but it's I have a rough. feeling I have a feeling we should be able to. He'll be back next week. Yeah, we're we're trying to get yeah. that spark out of that Viacon and put it back in Greg's normal body, but it's a it's a it's it's a process, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes a few tries, especially yeah, when the spark removal things are always being destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they chose to make him a bicycle. Um, yeah, a bicycle too, not like a yeah. thing like oh, like a motorbike. No, a bicycle, like a two wheel bicycle. <laughs> yeah, he's and actually kind of it's kind of easy to catch him because he's kind of a mobile unless someone's riding him. <laughs> but uh, so we're okay, really. But uh, still but yeah. a bit of a process. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do we have anything on the uh, IMDb, Kendall, or? Is- well, oh, once no, again, Kendall's going to do this this day in history. It's his yeah, was, yeah, uh, yeah. I was um, going to say is that that's permanent now. Yeah, which I realized okay. I need to update the theme song. So, might okay. in the next week or two, <laughs> we might have uh, I might have to re-record that line of the theme song. Fortunately, I think that I have the vocal track separate. I hope. Uh, so I'm just going to bring up one uh, one piece of history from October 30th, 1999. This came from the Daily Mail, which is. Uh, UK uh, thing that has that is one of the news sources that pops up when I Google the date and news. Um, uh, Y2K bug could wipe out 1,000 firms. Um, this is the first. Uh, this is the first article that I've seen pop up uh, concerning the the Y2K bug. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, huh. yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna actually read a few sentences from this article because it just sounds so like quaint and out there and conspiracy theory ish or whatever. And keep in mind, this is like a, this is like a real thing that people were scared of. Uh, more than a thousand small firms face financial collapse because of the millennium computer bug, a leading business support organization warns 
The forecast by the Federation of Small Businesses is the first to estimate is the first to estimate the number of likely casualties in the small firm sector. Sector. It says the bugs caused by computers' inability to recognize the digits zero zero as the start of the new century will cause business will will increase business failures by ten percent in the first quarter of the next year. So. <laughs> That is a really bad description of what the Y2K bug was. <laughs> um, ba- but basically for, for, for our younger listeners, for our 16-year-old listeners, um, the, the, why, first of all, why are you listening to a Beast Wars podcast if you're 16? <laughs> but, because you know. they saw the Beast Wars reruns on Netflix before they took it off. Sure, sure, sure. And I mean, just the same could us. be said – the same could be said about 20-somethings and 30-somethings. Why are you listening to a podcast about a child's television show? But anyway, I'm done insulting the fans. Uh, for, for those of you who, who don't remember or, who, or whatever, uh, the Y2K bug, in, er, in the early days of computing, every character was uh, – character meaning like letter in the code, was, or letter or number, was very, was very important. You know, this – this shows up in like Atari. You you can really notice it in like Atari trivia games because like they can only have so many letters to ask the question, um, and uh, and so this was also true in databases and stuff. So when they made a lot of the uh, pre two thousand computer codes for databases and businessy stuff, instead of using uh you know instead of saying nineteen ninety five, it just the nineteen was like static there and then the year would just be the two digit year so theoretically uh when on january 1st 2000 uh all the computers were going to think it was january 1st 1900 um and it was going to freak out and according to this article this is the other sentence that i thought was kind of funny the federation believes most firms will survive the first week of the new century because of the new year holiday but the second and third weeks will expose any gaps in firms' pre- preparation. And by the fourth week, these may be too late to rectify. <laughs> Which, so, I don't know. And and, every, and everybody thought, yeah, everybody thought there was going to be blackouts. They thought the world was going to end. All all sorts of, of craziness, uh, you know, because there's computers and everything. This article talks about, like, people who the, – the, who do make like handmade things out of wood were going to be affected and all this. Uh, and basically nothing happened because the businesses either they, either they upgraded their software so that years were four digits or they, uh, yeah, or it didn't matter. So. It just, yeah, it was it was like nothing happened. Everyone was like, there was people going out like buying like mass amounts of like canned food mm-hmm. and making shelters and stuff because they thought like, the world was going to end. Yeah, people were like getting fallout shutters kind of things. People were buying like, generators, and then like two weeks mm-hmm. into two thousand, like they were trying to return them to the uh, hardware stores they bought them from. So yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy, and it's and it's basically. This was because I think this has happened in our lifetime several times where we thought the world was going to end on whatever date. And this was the first this was the first one. And and so it it kind of makes me any sort of apocalyptic prediction, even even, uh, you know, current current situations where uh, are, you know, the president and stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. It makes me a little bit not as scared because I lived through Y2K, which was 
you know, you know, a fear thing, you know, so you're just not. Yeah. So don't be scared. Everything's going to be okay. You can soldier on through. It's going to be. Yeah, we hope so. <laughs> um, Even my parents bought a bottle, a gallon bottle of bottled water. Um, That was their preparation for Y2K. That was a good preparation. That's going to last you for many years, that gallon <laughs> of water. <laughs> um, so because Jordan's hosting, I'm taking over the uh, the trivia section, the TF Wiki trivia. I assume you're done with your bit, Kendall. Yes, that is all. <laughs> okay. Um, so as, as, as Jordan alluded to, with animation or technical errors, there's a scene where they're like running away from an explosion, and then... Uh, Tia Wiki says it's clear that the character models are executing a static run cycle with an explosion superimposed behind them. Yeah, that part looks really cheap. Like it looked, <laughs> it looked really bad. Like it I literally was, looked like they were in front of a green screen. It was terrible, and yeah. I didn't like it. I mean, I liked it in a way, but this is so bad. But I also was like, nah, come on. Like the first two episodes were animated so well. Anyways, <laughs> then we have um, a continuity error that I don't agree with, but um. It says, if the Maximals are trying to run away from the Viacons in the opening chase scene, why aren't they in their beast modes? Surely they'd be able to make a stealthy escape that way. No, the robots can already see them. And I think most of them are faster in their robot modes. Mm. If only because, like, Rat Trap has wheels for legs. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Maybe spider form Black Racketing is faster because she's got more legs, but it seems like she runs slower when she's a spider. And and Cheetor is fast regardless, and yeah. Optimus Primal has jetpack. So I mean, like, which he doesn't seem to be able to use right now. So maybe, but still, I think I don't know. I feel like the he majority of them are bit. the majority of them are faster in their robot forms. Yeah. Um, they also, I mean, they may just be falling back, and and sometimes it it would be more efficient for to just to just run back rather than stand still transform and then go even if you know even if there never has ever been a time that uh anyone's transformation sequence has been interrupted maybe it's just because they know exactly when they can but yeah and and, and i mean like also like they're being shot at like during the the chase it's not like they're gonna like like once they once they hide sure turn into animals but whatever i mean that's a bad continuity Uh error (laughs) <laughs> um moving on past continuity notes because it's pretty much just summarizing the episode transformers references the models of several generation one characters are seen in the beast wars episode the agenda oh wait the models of several generation one characters seen in the beast wars episode the agenda part three are repurposed as generic maximal corpses including prowl and Soundwave. prowl still has a visible autobot symbol on his chest but it's unclear if that's an animation glitch or meant to imply that there were Autobots living on Cybertron before Megatron's attack. Uh, that's hmm. kind of interesting. Real-world references. Oh, sorry? I was going to say, I guess we, we'd have to have one of them stand beside Prowl and see if he was larger. Because all the Autobots <laughs> were like larger than uh, uh-huh, Maximals. Uh-huh. That's true. Um, well, I mean, the, 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 the Maximals are, are well, next to well. them. All I need is a spider and I got the whole set! Gotta catch them all! Real world references. Ken, Did I time yeah, that out Ken, well? It was good. It was good. What what Kendall just played was Jet Storm saying, "Gotta catch 'em all," and that's a reference to the Pokemon franchise. And it's very clearly a reference to the Pokemon <laughs> franchise. Like he says it in a way that's like, "This is a catchphrase." Hey kids, you know Pokemon? We like Pokemon too. Um, <laughs> even though it's on a it's on it's on an opposing network. <laughs> Thrust refers to Black Arachnia's positronic brain. 
a reference to the works of Isaac Asimov. Uh-huh. Wait, yeah, that was funny. a reference to Asimov? I, I thought think, it was. Yeah. I thought it was well, a, a reference to Star Trek. Really? Because Data well, I has was say, I thought brain. Star Trek, I, and I think even in the Hitchhiker's Guide, they mentioned positronic brain, but I think they were both referencing it from Asimov. Yeah, Asimov did a lot of like uh, fiction that like kind of has been like affecting and influencing robot fiction even today. Like, I, th- I feel like he probably came up with that re- with that concept, and then Star Trek like used that concept. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, just like Beast Wars uses uh, the three the three laws of robotics and then adds the <laughs> yeah. more. Exactly, uh, exactly. So just just real fast because I just Googled it according to Wikipedia. Yeah, it is Asimov, uh, but it gets referenced by the Avengers, Doctor Who, Star Trek, Perry Roden. I don't know what that is. The iRobot 2004 film, Bicentennial Man, Bucks, Buck Rogers in the 25th century, Spectre Man. And uh, of course, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Spectre Man. That set. So Buck Rogers referenced it, but the Duck Dodgers reference it. Which I think is a more important question. I that I Duck don't... Dodgers show was awesome, by the way. You guys ever watch that? Yeah. Um. I only no. saw like one or two episodes. I probably would have watched more if I had the time. It, it was just fucking came out great. On... <laughs> yeah, like it was just the its run run was just on a point where I wasn't really able to watch a lot of like network television. There was an episode where Duck Dodgers gets a Green Lantern ring, and it's really good. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I saw <laughs> stuff about that. The, the one series I did get to see that I actually kind of like was the the new Looney Tunes show, which a lot of people were like, this is just Seinfeld, but Looney Tunes. Which, which I mean, is I thought okay. It was okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I kinda, what I, I saw mean, of it, I liked, yes. Yeah, some of the jokes, some of the things they had running about, running go, going on, it was I thought it was pretty good. There, I also liked how um, I, I think all of it's better than like that Looney Tunes extreme superhero show they came up with. <laughs> I don't even know what that was called. Uh, was it Lunatics? I think it was Lunatics Unleashed. You're right. <laughs> Kendall, do you know about that show? No. It, it's uh, about have... it's all about all the, the the Bugs Bunny like characters becoming superheroes in a futuristic world. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all I know is that a friend has told me that um, the Wiley Coyote in that version was spot on. Like that was like a great version of him. Well, he was kind of a techie guy. Yeah. So he was like the the guy who did all the tech stuff for this team, and I think Roadrunner was also in it as like a Flash character. And what, a p- part of his secondary powers was that he had an internal GPS, so huh. he could, like I thought that was kind of that is kind of interesting that they like reference the fact like oh how does he get to like you know, this side of the world to the other side of the world and not, like, you know, get lost because he's got a GPS in his brain. And it's like, okay, cool. Kendall, I posted a picture of, like, some of the Im- of an image from it to give you an idea of just how extreme it was. It's very extreme. <laughs> I can't look at the Skype chat, so I look that up myself. It's like, looks like Batman Beyond. It does look like yeah. Batman Beyond. You're not wrong. Okay, so anywho, okay. we're, so we're done with that. Let me uh, let me <laughs> let me just let me just do this one this one read this one line from the Wikipedia article about the positronic brain, then we can back, get back on track. Uh, so in 1989, in Mystery Science Theater 3000 season one episode, the corpse vanishes. Crow T Robot and Tom Servo read an issue of Tiger Bot magazine featuring an interview with Star Trek character Data. Then they lament the fact that they don't have positronic brains like him. Aww. Which so I wait, feel wait. like that is a funny bit. That data was in Tiger, or no, Robot Tiger D. Bot. 
Okay, it was a tiger bot. I just want to point this out. Sorry about the like the lunatics unleashed, but apparently all the characters in that were descendants, like canonical descendants of all the characters. So like Ace Bunny is a descendant of Bugs Bunny, and like Danger Duck is a descendant of Daffy Duck, and all that stuff. And I'm just, I I love this. <laughs> all right. Any other trivia? Any other real world references so. or anything? Okay. Uh, no, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Let's. All right. Let's dive in. And let's deal with this episode, which. I don't know what Danger Duck's powers are. <laughs> <laughs> which begins with basically our, you know, our group of uh, Maximals running through tunnels again. Uh, they're being chased by cycle drones, and <laughs> Rat Trap laments that every time they find a nice place, they get they get basically uh, run out by these guys. Uh, they're all in, as as mentioned in the uh, continuity area. They're all in bot form running away, which like we were saying, is probably for the best. Uh, and they also kind of do a little recap here, because at one point, Cheetor's like, is like, uh, glad you're back, you know, leading the team, Big Bot, or something like that. And he's like, is like are, you, are you regretting that you accepted the job? To which uh, <laughs> Primal quips, I had a choice. <laughs> and uh, there's some good, there's some good quips in this yeah, one. So, so, um, so the some, thing... there might be some good quips, but they also like harsh on each other way oh, too God, much in this yes. episode. Yeah. So there's I have two I actually have two clips from this scene, but the first one uh the first one is is basically setting up uh what's going to be going on throughout the whole episode this conflict between uh whether or not Cheetor should be in charge. Yeah, it was basically Sweet. We'll take the brunt of the battle. You're still weak from reformatting Night Scream. So now everything's my fault. Wicked or not, Cheetor, I don't hide behind anyone. So, like, Cheetor's kind of trying to take the lead in this battle, and Optimus is, and, and throughout the whole episode, but, like, not full-on, you know, saying, no, you, Optimus, you're not in charge anymore, I'm in charge. Uh, he, he, still respe- he still respects uh, Primal enough that he wants the, him to lead. Well, he, he kind of explains thinks, at the end, like why yeah. he was trying to like. But I, I, I your, your sound clip pointed out a thing. Why, would, like, Night Scream's like, oh, everything's my fault. I just want to be like, shut <laughs> yeah. the fuck up, Night Scream. Don't yeah, fucking I, said that. Shut the fuck up. Because he says, <laughs> yeah, he says like two or three lines that are that are similar and and sort of like that he's taking offense. I think I don't like Night Scream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say like in this episode, of Night Scream does seem very like bristly like like he's Everyone like he's on e- bit, but yeah, yeah but him especially for some reason and, and may, it might be because he's in the, he's essentially the new guy and he's still just basically you know feels like they don't want lo- they don't want him around or something i mean that's mm. if we want to look at he's his side but guess, yeah it's like I mean, he's he's all like, oh, emo kid. He's this haircut, like everything. <laughs> but he's yeah, he's a. They, they complained him. They they compared him to um, uh, what's his name? Is it John Carter in Terminator? I think it's John Carter. Yeah, I think that's or Connor. Connor. John Connor. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Okay. So John Connor. They kind of com- They kind of compared him to that in the TF wiki, and it's like, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, not so much of a squeaky voice though, except when he screams. But like a lot of characters in this episode were like <laughs> were like getting at each other for stupid things. Like it's a little bit later. I'll bring it up again, but like yeah, continue. Yeah, and as the clip kind of uh, alluded to, the bots at, or the cycle bots 
the cycle drones actually corner the, the group and basically just oh before they, this part <laughs> just before they're basically about to actually start fighting each other uh thrust is like any last requests and and primal's yes chill and he throws oh, one no of- no 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 he says yes throws the sword it gets in the wall he waits a couple <laughs> seconds and he's like chill like he's, he's waiting for it to activate and i'm like oh my god that was so forced it's amazing oh the best part is that uh all the cycle drones wait for it yeah like it, it, it he throws it it hits I, in the ground there is a scene a I, clip I, wanna, scene. I, I, I wanna see a yeah a clip scene where like one of the cycle drones like raise their gun and for us is like no let him finish well, yeah but there's also another one where where the one one cycle drone looks at the other and like shrugs like supposed to do something. So so this bit here is is Optimus's first misstep in this episode. Yeah. Uh, because he basically yeah, he he screws up, you know, he he floods the whole the whole area with coolant. Uh he almost kills Rat Trap. Um and then uh until until well, Night Scream saves him. Yeah. What? Night Scream saves Rat Trap in the end. Like there's a yeah. part where Optimus well, kind of had- saves him a little bit, but then like he falls again, and Night Scream grabs him. Yeah, basically, it became a team effort. Well, the whole time I was shouting, "You have flyers!" Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like you yourself, Optimus can fly. What are you doing? But I don't know. Maybe he's weak. Uh, still, I don't know. The only thing I could f- think of was possibly that they didn't want to. They had to be careful flying close to the coolant, and possibly, uh, you know, basically falling in as well. I guess, but I mean, like, but, I'm not saying yeah. the coolant's not going to light on fire or anything when it's frosting. This is yeah, case. and well. As as we said, like uh, the the blade basically breaks open a container full of coolant, and the liquid just fills the tunnels and so and floods away the cycle drones. And now they're basically scrambling in the rafters. Uh, apparently, the coolant is actually some kind of like, I guess, what is it like super cooling uh, variant? Because apparently, it's enough to cause uh, black arachnia's webs to start turning brittle. Mm. Yes. So like it's even cooling the air itself. Uh, yes. But anyways, as they're bas- basically scrambling and, as we said, trying to save Rat Trap from b- being floating away, they eventually ca- uh, get him and start climbing up through a tunnel, uh, tunnel and, to and, the topside. And, and Black Arachnia says the best line. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Which so I've got, I've got the trap, clip here. Yeah, Rat Trap's uh, complaining about like... <laughs> Which is great because last episode it was like you know don't underestimate yourself. Yeah. Like that was the whole. She's point an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I mean, I can, that's I great. Can, I can understand liking Milan. I'm not saying like I get it, but holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they're they're going up the the tunnel and like. I think Night Scream says something, and then it annoys yeah. Ratchet, and Ratchet tells him, like, he tells him off, and I'm like, Night Scream just saved your life, Ratchet. Like, chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, Maybe and... they're having a bad day. Yeah, Apparently. basically everyone's having a really bad everyone's day. Everyone's just really grumpy today. I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, they're just, they're just having a bad day, and they're and... just all mean to each other. <laughs> and uh, to counter, uh, you know, Ratchet's retort about going on his own, uh, Night Scream says, I basically says i'm just saying that maybe someone else should be in the lead until primal's like basically at his best like he's saying he's not in top form so he shouldn't be leading and cheetor says like, um no yeah cheetor is like Optimus leads us that's it there's no questioning it and, and so they they finally make it up top and as, as soon as they're basically on uh on like on the, the ground they 
Primal tells them to change into beast mode, and they kick open a vent to basically a factory or warehouse. I couldn't really tell if it was an open area or or why those things were just lying around, but they look around and there's a bunch of it, empty cybernetics outside a factory. Yeah, it looks yeah. like there's a conveyor belt. Um, okay, in the shot. Yeah, and it's basically there's just tons of like various robotic bodies just lying around. Uh, some of them have. Uh, like a hole in their chest or anything like that. Um, I think Nice Cream makes a mention that this isn't even one of the larger ones. Yeah. So apparently he he recognizes what this place is, but ev- everyone else is is kind of just like staring in awe, you know, like on I guess disappointment or so. Mm-hmm. And Rattrap goes up to one of the bodies, takes a look around, and he says, "Well, there's no carbon scoring. The the sparks weren't uh, weren't they didn't go offline. They were removed." Mm-hmm. So that this makes them think that basically, oh, maybe they can, you know, maybe they're still alive and still online somewhere. It's not here in their oh, bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and an animation thing that the TF Wiki hasn't mentioned, at least from my remembering of what you've mentioned, Jordan, but they keep changing whether like Beast Mode's Cheetor's eyes are like more round and human like or cat eyes. They can't make a decision. They keep changing <laughs> them. And this one, they're cat eyes, but a lot of the time they're human looking eyes. And it's a little weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> so as they're basically uh, looking around in the, and of course, uh, you know, Black Arachnia thinks back to Silverbolt and gets they zoom in on her eyes to have like yeah, nice more eye stuff. Thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of eye stuff in this one, actually. <laughs> now that I think about, like, there's close-ups of like uh, Black Arachnia gasping with and all her eyes showing up. It's been like three times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, but anyways, as she, just as she says that, in comes the arrow drones to attack, and of course. Oh, did you mention that like there's a there's an image of Silverbolt holding Black Arachnia in her eyes? Yeah, that, she's, that's she's what I was specifically lamenting. Silverbolt. Did you mention there was actually an image yeah. though? I didn't catch that. Is this when she says okay. she's gonna find him and and either save him or avenge him? Depending yeah, I've got on that. I've got that line be. here. I've got that line. Silverbolt, is this what happened to you? And the voice acting in this episode is so good. Like, yeah, like especially the sort of the the serious the serious stuff. Like, Black Arachne is great in this episode, and that yeah, that line was like ugh. awesome. She actually sheds a tear too, which is you know a nice little. Spiders can try, apparently. <laughs> well, techno organic spiders. Yeah, yeah. It's a mech. So, it's mech fluid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. It's uh, lubricant. <laughs> so. That's that's when like uh, Jetstorm shows up with his aero drones. Uh, by the way, again, I love how Jetstorm is just talking up a storm this episode. Uh, he's, yeah, he's he's basically just nonstop taunting everyone. He he's, he does a lot of quips. It's his thing. Yeah, and yeah, like okay, like just last shot, Cheater had cat eyes, and now he's got human eyes again. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> as as the aero drones fire upon him, Chor- Cheetor orders everyone to head back into the tunnels, uh, but Primal's not going, and he's, you know, he's, uh, you know, Cheetor's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm not running anymore." And basically, to even further the fact, Tankor shows up and basically blocks their path to the tunnel, so they've got no choice now. Yep, I've got that Optimus bit here. Optimus, what you're doing? I'm through hiding from Megatron. This is our planet, not his. I like that he says this is our planet, not his. 
It's like, well, actually, it, it is his planet, too. Yeah. Like, because it's, it's just very interesting choice of words. This is our planet, not his, as opposed to this is we our planet, planet, too. So, basically, they're being attacked on, on two sides. Uh, I think the Psychodrones even show up at this point. And uh, Black Arachne is like, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Which, again, Jetstorm quipping all the while is like, oh, what does it matter? They're all dead ends. And eventually they just scatter to, uh, you know, Emphasis divide the forces. On dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while, while a couple of the aerodromes go after uh, Primal and Cheetor and uh, Tanker goes after Night Scream and Rat Trap, Black Arachne actually is kind of on her own against Thrust. Mm-hmm. And at, during this scene, basically, like, it's one of those thing, things where, like, um, she's trying to k- run away and catch him at the same time, like, you know, like, run, hide, and throw up a web. But Well, she makes a, she makes a joke where she's like, what do I gotta do to get you off my back? Get a restraining order? And then she puts out a web, and he gets restrained. Get it? <laughs> joke. <laughs> But at this point is when two aerodromes show up and basically walk on target and fire at her. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first blasts send her like falling further down or like like they blow up the bridge and she jumps away. And then another they come back to do another blast. And then all of a sudden Thrush shoves her out of the way. (gasps) Gasp. Yes, gasp. And instead, the blast hit a tower, which caused it to basically break a very large tower by the way so and only two blasts cause the entire thing to break and fall over which bumps into uh night scream and sends him fly- like flying out of control and crushes a couple of aerodromes and pretty much just falls on everyone in the area yeah it's, uh, it's this huge massive tower that, like yeah. levels the area and we get a basically a, a, a final scene before the commercial break of uh pr- primal scene basically Black Arachnia in the very, you know, running in the very uh, middle of this thing instead of going left to right like most people do and yelling, Black Arachnia, no! And then we cut to commercial. Yeah. When we come back, we basically get uh, little bits of <laughs> everyone. Well, I just like Night Scream. Like, I think it's the first thing we see. He pulls his, his wing out from underneath a rock and he's like, I'm grounded? Weak. <laughs> and I'm like, he's so 14. He's so yeah. fucking 14. <laughs> I love it. And then, and then, uh, Night Screen's got this exchange with, uh, with, uh, with Tankor. Tankor slacks! Burnbot! Oh, I'm a bat! I am transformed! <laughs> yep. <laughs> Poor Tankor doesn't recognize fine creatures from other flying creatures. <laughs> Yeah, I I like I like that. That's I feel like that's yeah. the first time. I mean, I guess did cuz did Waspinator ever get the people wrong, get the get the animal wrong? Um I don't, I don't know if he so. ever got the uh, animals wrong, but he did he did he would change it up from uh uh bot in the, well, it was especially like in the case of Silverbolt, he would call him bird like bird dog or dog bot. Mm. But I don't know. Like I don't think he missed up uh, other people. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure. Uh, so Rat, like in the in the same like scene, Rat Trap basically gets free and and says he's there to help and speeds off after him, after Night Night Scream and Tank War, while we get to see uh, Primal being taunted and and facing off against Jetstorm, who's 
acting like an auctioneer at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently taking bids, apparently because he's gotten caught and he's basically going to get two Maximals or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I did like the little point when, when uh, Prime will shot back at him and he's like, oh, sorry, victims are not allowed to bid. <laughs> and, yeah. and basically Ch- Cheetor and Prime will get ready to face, you know, face off against Blast uh, Jetstorm when a vent nearby him basically sends a bunch of like green air and sends him flying off into the distance. So I, a la Team Rocket style. After mentioning his silver wings. Yes. I'll say no more on that matter. <laughs> uh, it's at this point that Primal realizes that the coolant that he was the one who basically broke, you know, broke the vats for and sent flying everywhere was meant to keep the factory in, a, in perfect working order. And now that they're gone, the whole place is pretty much a powder keg about to, about to explode. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, at this point, Cheetor like, laments, like, Big Bob, what did you get us into? At yep. this point, we, uh, that's when we cut over to uh, Black Arachne and Thrust in the rubble. We see Black Arachne get up out of the rubble at first, and then she sees a shadow that at first is actually like is shaped like Silverbolt. But then from around... Or at the... least a, a bird, like a yeah. feathered creature. Yeah, a feathered bird... I think you could, it has a wolf's head, so I mean, it's probably bird I dog. didn't notice the wolf head, but that makes that Maybe. sure. But yeah, it's basically, you know, she notices that at first, and then, of course, around the rock comes Thrust. And they basically kind of argue back and forth a little bit. Um, well, she's like, why'd you save me? And yep. he's like, yeah. won't happen again. Yep. Yeah. This is, this is another like, good line. <laughs> I do like how uh, Thrust gives those lines, by the way. Like, some of the lines in it, he says in here is actually kind of good. And that's actually kind of interesting, because I think this is one of, one of the ones where he gets to talk more than some of the others. I will say that, like like um, Quickstrike, he's kind of got a cowboy flair to him. Yeah. I th- unlike Quickstrike, where he's kind of like, rooting and tooting kind of cowboy, he's more like the, you know, stoic... Quiet so, type cowboy, no, like no name kind of thing. Yeah, so, like Clint Eastwoody type character. Yeah. So I'm wondering. I wonder because actually, you, I was. His voice sounds weird at a, in a couple of lines in the episode when he talks yeah. a little bit more. I'm wondering if the voice actor hadn't quite mastered the voice yet at this point, since he's always had like two words at a time to say. There's a couple of times that's... that he actually says complete sentences later in the episode. Maybe that's why it sounds weird. That's that might be true. I mean, uh, it didn't. It like I said, like like we, you were saying, this is one of the first episodes where he actually is saying sentences, or other than just like a few lines or quips. Mm-hmm. Um, but we bef- but we get also a quick back and forth again to Tankor, uh, shooting at Night Scream and Rat Trap, and Cheetor and Primo dealing with uh with the arrow drones. Um, Rat Trap actually does somehow outmaneuvers the aerodromes. Like he pulls like uh, some kind of weird, honestly, like a skateboard jump. Like he all yeah, up into the air, like, spins yeah, around, yeah. and and it causes the bo- the aerodromes to uh, crash. Pretty slick. To, yeah. To which he, you know, laments that oh, maybe there are some uh, advantages to his body. So he's learning. Did we get that before um, Night Screen runs away from Tankor or? Uh, I think it's after, well, like, in the process of him running. Okay. Yeah, he's running away, and he's all like, 
he mentions like first you took their scarves yeah their scarves their sparks and now you're blowing them up because he's all mad he's blowing up the yeah. corpses of the... and as like he said he's grounded like I don't think you can see it easily here but it, the wings it showed it earlier feet, yeah yeah are, are torn so he's that's why he's he's still grounded even in bot form mm-hmm. um, then we get back to uh, Black Arachnia and Thrust and Obviously, it looks like, you know, Thrust is going to take out Black Arachnia when all of a sudden there's like a noise and this, I guess, a cargo container comes flying out of the on a track right at Black Arachnia, who basically just looks at it in gas and then Thrust tackles her out of the way again. So yeah. that's what, two times now? Yep, that he saves her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's also a and, quick scene of, of Cheetor and Optimus, but not much happens. He's just like... Oh. Yeah. He's like, Big Bot, shouldn't we be getting out of here? And I'm thinking, like, well, okay, but he did mention, like, Black Arachnia is kind of fucked, so... Yeah. And then one instance, Cheetor was a little bit wrong to say that, but yeah. Yeah. And so he's, you know, Black Arachnia is, like, you know, shouting, like, what the heck is your deal? What's going on? And then Thrust takes a look around at where they are, and uh, we start seeing that he's having flashbacks of uh, some kind of machine, and he's also kind of remembering Black Arachnia in her pre-Beast Wars form. Or both her pre-Beast Wars forms. Yeah, yeah, both of them. Showing her both in like her her Beast Wars one form and then her Transmetal two form. Yeah, and obviously he's confused, and he's explaining it rather well to Black Arachnia, of course. So everyone's confused, mm. and they dis- decide to basically take a look further in. Uh, which I guess at this point, like Black Arachnia is, I guess, deciding that it's better to they get out of here first before they try to slag each other. Well, if he's not trying to slag her, it doesn't make sense for her to start trying yeah. to slag him. Yeah, that that too. Yeah, but as they walk further in, they basically find this rather large automated robot from a <clears> factory <throat> in a factory. Uh, has one of those, you know, one of those nice calm female voices. Yeah, I I got a Glados vibe. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, like I mean, not not it, the thing about it is that very creepy looking too. Oh yeah, um, it basically is just a giant like uh, there's just a basically a giant hunk of metal in the section, but it uh, has movable arms and a head that is able to like look around. Uh, so the heads like on these things that are moving around while the arms move from the body, and they reach out and grab Black Arachnia and thrust. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so, and here I mm-hmm. got the. Uh, the what is it? So that happens. Right. Yeah. So it reaches out with uh, these rather large pincher-like things and grabs them on by their sides, not their limbs. Just grabs them on the sides and lifts them up. And basically, these. Uh, Cylinder canisters kind of come out from the middle of the hands that are basically going towards their chest, and these are the spark extractors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as they are basically kind of uh, trying to basically, I, I do know, like thrust. He's just kind of looking over back at Arachnia, and it doesn't because his face can't really em- emote that well. Yeah. So he just kind of looks like he's like, um, hmm. yeah, okay, yeah, like boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the only the only thing that really there. emotes for him is his eyes. That, yeah, like yeah. there's a couple of times when when I've noticed that, but yeah, his because of the way his mouth is, you can't re- you can't really see. He's just like looking, and then all of a sudden he reaches over and shoots, basically saving Black Arachnia once again. Uh, she fa- falls down and she looks up, and there's a moment where she sees Thrust as Silverbolt, 
and mentions that. So she's basically on the idea that possibly the spark that uh, is in thrust is someone they know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we've got this line, too. So he says, "Not again." I, I like that. Yeah. And also, that that's that. Those couple of lines are where like the voice sounds a little bit off. That I was the, kind of figuring time. he was actually straining because his spark was being removed at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, go ahead. I gotta say, Kendall, like those voice lines are good. I mean, but that screeching sound at the beginning was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also want to point out that uh, I was. We wa- I like have the episode on and I'm you know pausing and letting it go at- as we go there, and for somehow I had it perfectly lined up with your sound clip. Cool. Yeah, I kind of did too. Uh, <laughs> I have a few times actually that I've like, lined them up kind of accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Um. So basically, the- as she was screaming at the end, that's because she basically turns back into beast mode. Uh. Either be I think because you know she. The emotional outburst or whatever is happening, at which point she realizes that the uh, I'm just going to call it the spark extractor realizes she realizes it can't find her because she's in beast mode. Like it says it lost her signal. So she basically crawls up to the main body part and decides to do some, I guess, spider hacking (laughs) is a good way to explain it. Well, she's not hacking. She's just frying it like. uh, Oh, baby, that's how spiders hack. Um, that's not very fair. <laughs> There's probably some very good spider hackers out there. But yeah, she like rips off the panel and it's like this texture. It, it's just like a flat panel with like textures on it to make it look like like it's some kind of like button thing. And she puts her legs into it and does her, you know, her signature attack and she destroys the thing and the spark falls out. Yeah, they, uh, it drops thrust and the spark kind of falls, uh, floats in the air, like towards, towards them. Mm-hmm. Uh... But then we get back to uh, Rat Trap and the others, and Rat Trap basically helps, you know, grabs Night Scream out of the way of one of Tankor's blasts. Where, and as they're like running, he says he's Night Scream says he's got an idea, asking Rat Trap to basically, you know, dis, uh, distract Tankor, and he's like, yeah, so you can just run away, and I get left slagged. But I, I do like how he's like, I got an idea, and his idea turns out to be use one of his attacks. Like, it's, yeah. not like, it's not like a plan. It's just uses one of his attacks. Yeah, <laughs> well, he, I mean, he basically use. Hmm? It's, well, it's, it's specifically to that he realizes that if he uses his attack, it'll accelerate the healing of his lay of his wings. Hmm. But, True. Yeah, but that's that's still. that's what I think was his idea is that maybe it would help him. Yeah, so it is so a little weird. Like he, he makes it sound like he has a big plan to get Tanker out of the way and run away. But all he really does is is the energy drain attack that he's done before. So he spits out those teeth, which is bad. <laughs> and like it's it's not even like his his. I'm not sure if we mentioned it before, but it's not even like he spits out his actual teeth. He has like a third set of teeth deep in his mouth, I guess, that he fires out and hits onto things. Like I, I wish it was yeah. just what I thought it was, where it was like a beam, but no, it's it's like actually these denture things and they're disgusting and I yeah, like <laughs> like it would have been it, it might have even you know, we might have even been okay if it was kind of more like a denture like thing where like his like 
part of his like came bad back, too. Comeback. His actual it would be bad, out. but it would make sense. But no, he's the literally is, it is yeah. coming from the middle of his mouth okay. from nowhere so, else. So this is it's what like, it's like an alien. This is what it yeah. should have been. If I mean, I'm not I'm not as as disturbed by it as you guys are. But what they could have done is they could have had his bat head be like a gun or a, a separate thing, and then the teeth from the bat shoot. Yeah, that's that's a that's not a bad idea. Um, that I still think it's just theme. <laughs> it's weird though. Um, we have to actually bite them. Um, That'd be cool too. I've got the. I know yeah. I've got a lot. I I probably will. I probably have too many sound clips this episode, but uh, I've got I've <laughs> well, got that interaction between Rat Trap and uh, and and uh, what's his name. I like that. I like that little exchange, the little dynamic they've got there. So 14. Yeah, it feels, I don't know. And their, their banter there. Uh, I mean, I know they're giving each other a hard time, but it feels like more, I guess it feels like it's more just like, it's just, it's just that it's just banter as opposed to some of the other times where uh, it seemed like it seemed, and maybe it's because it's rat trap. Who's being the one that's complaining, but uh Night Scream sort of comes across as somebody who hasn't been super helpful this episode. He's been kind of just stirring the pot. Well, he saved Rat Trap's life earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. No, I. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't. He hasn't done anything good. But like, as far as the, as far as the, you know, we're talking about everybody's being mean to each other this episode. That was mm-hmm. a moment that kind of genuinely felt like camaraderie, camaraderie, even if they were giving each other a hard time. Yeah. I, I yeah I actually I agree that 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 as if was more of just kind of like a joking thing than actually being mean spirit or anything like like some of the other stuff that's been going on. Uh, by the way, the energy drain attack uh, actually does a full slow drain of Tankor to the point where like he's like Tankor need nap and goes to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, as we said that uh, while when he did the energy energy drain it actually repaired his wings you there's a scene you guys seen of his uh the, the wings on his feet re-knitting themselves back to to the full form mm-hmm. uh and some air blows out of a thing and his hair flip goes back and it's kind of yeah. funny <laughs> yeah and uh rat traps like something weird is going on in there of course and we get a scene of primal and cheetor be- still being chased by uh jet storm uh and i guess Primal decides to try and stand his ground and blocks some of his shots and re- does that redirected move of his to try and hit uh, Jetstorm, who just easily dodges. And he's still really just laying into the taunts, like basically like, oh, oh this is going to be, you know, like, here, I'll give you an easy one for me. And it like goes after him. Yeah. Uh, and just before he fires upon the bridge that he's standing on, Cheetor pushes him out of the way. But it causes the bridge to basically fall down on one side and they end up sliding to meet up with uh rat trap and night scream. So everyone's back together again, except for black arachnia. And that's where we get that quote from, from Jetstorm about got to catch them all. Yeah. Cause, cause he's like, all I need is yeah, this, the spider and then everyone else is. Yeah. You might've mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. I think it was um, the quote. Yeah. It was in the, it was played, in right? the, it was in the sound clip. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And once again, as he's just about to get them, 
air blasts out of a vent and sends him blasting off into the air. <laughs> and, and then knights Good come around and kind of look style. at each other, and they're just like, yeah, they just eh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> and so uh, they all start, you know, basically running. Uh, and also, th- there's another point where, like, more times about primal leading and Cheater kind of just goes, yeah. about us later. And then later on, he says, like, if you want to leave, just leave. And if you're going to be with us, he's leading. Yeah, and and like you said, when you said, "Can we argue about this later?" Jet Night screams like, "There might not be a later if he keeps leading." Yeah, mm-hmm. which yeah. is kind of mean. Um, but it's a but it's right a, there. It's <laughs> also wrong, kind of a right a biting yeah. thing. Like he's Night Scream is seeing that Optimus is making these mistakes, and and Cheetor sees it too, and like you know, they're yeah. Night Scream is saying Optimus is going to get us all killed. You should. Somebody else needs to be in charge. And Cheetor's saying, "Can we talk about this later?" Like, if it's re- if it's a real if if Optimus is putting them in danger, then they need to talk oh. about it now. They need to figure no, out no, what they're he, doing. You're right. He, him bringing it, to, at least mentioning or like saying something about it is fine. Just that I think the way he's phrasing it is kind of a little tactless, I guess. Right. Well, yeah. But and then it again, comes across, it's, it's just his age. It comes across as uh, almost like. Um, and I, I, I'm just using this as an example. I haven't seen Aladdin in 25 years, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, it comes across as like a Jafar, like kind of whispering into, you know, I think you should be in charge, or like Palpatine whispering into Anakin Skywalker's ear, like, uh, yeah, except this is like not evil, and he's correct. <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. That's why it's weird. That's, it's that's... it's this. Sh- there's a handful of times where this show has used like sort of tropes like that and kind of twi- turned them, turned them, you know, like the, the fruit thing, like it, it Cheetor was just being untrue, was just not trusting this person, you know, was being paranoid, but he was right because they were out yeah. to get him, you know? So it's, it's, uh, it's an, it was, it's an, it's just an interesting choice that they seem to have made a few times in the show where they will kind of, yeah, they'll turn things on, on its ear. Okay. Yeah. So then we cut back to Black Arachnia and, and Thrust. The spark that uh, she freed, re- I guess, gets close enough that it can go back in Thrust's uh, chest, and he basically goes back online. And he's confused, like, why did why did she save him and, and stuff like that? And they, they argue. She basically says that this is where his spark was removed, that Megatron turned him into one of these drones. And he's like, you think I'm, like, one of you? And he's like... Basically, he's saying you don't know what you're talking about, or just mm. also this. I believe this scene is where he's like, "Is your positronic brain malfunctioning?" Yes, he said yeah. at the beginning of the scene. So I've got, I've yeah. got like this is a really long clip, but I think it. I think there's a couple. I've got a couple of long clips here that uh, I think are very like this is important stuff that they're going over uh, at the end of the episode here. So I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna play the this one. It might be too long. Oh well, we'll listen to it anyway. We're going, uh, we're moving through this stuff. How it all makes sense. The way you kept helping me, somewhere deep inside, you remember. It's interesting how... You need your positronic brain defragmented? (laughs) Yeah. Why'd you save me? Stow it. This place is where Megatron stole every spark on Cybertron. Including yours. You saying I used to be one of you? Oh, not just anyone. Don't you remember? No, you don't know what you're talking about. 
yeah, yeah. Rat trap. Just, <sighs> yeah, basically. Good old misunderstandings. Yeah, Best basically, trope yes. in media. I love it. I love it every time. Don't hate it, definitely. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> As Black Mariah basically tries to get thrust to admit that he's Silvervolt, uh, before, but before she can even say the word, that's when everyone shows up. And this, the basically just them showing up and shouting at him, gives him enough time to just you know try and make an escape. Like they try to shoot him, but Black Arachnia stops stops him because you know she thinks he's Silverbolt, and he just takes off. So mm-hmm. they're basically left with uh, nothing, you know, nothing for the for their trouble. Except that Primal gets to see basically the whole spark extracting operation. He gets all self-hating again. Yeah, he basically gets basically uh, get, goes on a major self-hating uh, guilt trip. It's you know re- relatable, but yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, Marv Wolfman, the in the interview, the one of the interviews that I saw with him, like that was his his like mission statement with Beast Wars is basically. Uh, Optimus's Optimus's uh or Beast Wars War uh what's this show called Beast Machines Beast Machines Beast, Machines. <laughs> uh, Beast Hunters that was what it was called <laughs> at the time uh his mission fine. statement with that was Optimus failed with the Beast Wars and he com- and he blames himself for everything that's happening now and that's that's very I think that's very well uh, encapsulated in the, this little clip here that uh, basically says what Jordan just said wait this place. The atrocities committed on the Maximals here. This is all my fault. Optimus, there's no time. Megatron stole their sparks and used their bodies to create mindless vehicles. Because I could So stop intense. Them. Because I yeah. failed. Forget Megatron! Everybody out! Now! That's in order, Optimus! And that's the moment. That's an order, yeah. Optimus. That it, yeah, uh, because the basically the factory is re- reaching critical mass because of loss of the coolant. The place is literally exploding or, or falling down and exploding around them. I like how Optimus' what, eyes go wide when he says, like, that's an order, Optimus. Like, he, he's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, Cheetor assumes command and just gets, gets everyone to start getting the hell out of there. And that's when we get this wonderful scene of explosions oh, and run cycles. It's, it's <laughs> so bad. It's the worst, and I love it. <laughs> and it, we get both run cycles, by the way, because we get them running away as robots, but then changing back to beast mode and running all in front of a superimposed explosion. <laughs> Oh god! I think, I, this reminds me of like we just recently watched um, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> it's not much better than that scene where Sonya and Jax are jumping away from that explosion in that in that scene. <laughs> it's wow. <laughs> uh, Catch so, it on uh, on TWA's feed, by the way. <laughs> a couple of bonus episodes. I think me and Greg and you are on the second one, right? Yes, and I'm on all yeah. three of them. <laughs> <laughs> So as they're basically leaving the area, they're they're in beast mode, walking away, and Primal and Cheetor just have like a talk, you know, talking. And che- Primal's like, "You you took command from me," and Cheetor is basically, "You're you're not yourself. I wanted you to be leader because I believed in you, but you know, I'm, I'm assuming command now." Like he's just laying it down. He's not saying I had to do it or anything like that. He's just saying like things, well, things as they are. This is what it's going to do. 
Yeah, he's like, I really wanted to believe in you, Optimus, but you fucked up. So, <laughs> and uh, Night Scream looks back at the explosions, and he basically is mourning the loss of all those robotic bodies there. And we more eye stuff where it zooms on his yeah. eyes and his fire and robots. And I guess this is kind of nice. Rattrap tries to comfort him, like he's saying, like their sparks are still online. I mean, you can rebuild the bodies, so we can just get them, you know, put those sparks back in. If if we can find them, the the perks of being a robot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is at this point that you know Black Arachne tells them that uh, angrily that Thrust was a maximal, that uh, she was one of them, and basically admonishes them that if they hadn't like you know basically jumped in shouting and firing at him, she might have gotten him to remember mm. and to help them. And this is at the point where I think we've actually talked this before, where all of them realize that pretty much all the generals are. Are sparks they know that they're all yeah. their own friends that they can't destroy them or they'll be destroying their friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think even Rattrop says like, "Oh, that Megatron doesn't miss a trick, does he?" So like at this point, is just it's very very clear what's uh, what's what's going on. And we get a to be continued. Continue. This is a part one of a two parter. No, a three parter. Actual oh, first actual multi parter of the series. Yeah, we it's, it's one and two like two parter, but they aren't really supposed to be. <laughs> and uh. Basically, we get, as a closing thing, we get a small, like, on the next uh, Beast Machines, but just for sake that I don't want to mess, you know, ruin anything, we'll just skip over it because it'll be in the next episode. There is some good VR shit in it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait for that next time. So, uh, if you guys want, we can take a little break and then do uh, the the, uh, questions and the stuff. Uh, but for our listeners, I've got a clip of the last uh, minute or so of the episode. Uh, it, I, yeah, I did too many clips this time, or we moved through it too fast, <laughs> or something. I don't know, but uh, I, it's worth worth listening to if you're a listener. Uh, and also, listeners, please give us feedback. Tell me if I did too many clips, or if this helps or hurts, or whatever. And uh, then, then we can take a little yeah. break. Back in that plant, you. Removed me from command. You weren't thinking clearly, Optimus. You haven't been since resuming command. I wanted you back in charge because I believe in you. You've left me no choice. I'm taking over. Destroyed. All destroyed. shells. We can always build new bodies, right? Assuming we ever find the sparks. We already did. Thrust that Viacon you just chased away? He was... He was a maximal like any of us. And I almost brought him back until you had to go and chase him away. Then Tankor and Jetstorm were... We can't destroy them. Not without fragging our own guys. Man, that Megatron doesn't miss a trick. If Megatron has turned our people into Viacons, then it's up to us to free them. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cheater yeah. gets a nice little thing like we're gonna save them. It's just such. So, a, it's just such a good like that. That last minute and a half is just is so intense, so good. Like I don't think I don't think. Beast Wars ever got this intense. I would say it's probably accurate. 
in terms of intensity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I didn't really ramp it up in these missions. <laughs> so, so we mentioned, um, uh, I mentioned earlier that Rev Runner from Lunatics Unleashed has a global positioning power. I just read it, and it says it's, it's classified as a clairvoyance ability. So there's precedent for super speed characters having clairvoyance. There we she go. Clairvoyance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I just want to get that done. Oh, oh, because cheetahs. Okay. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, right, so I also that's the end of the episode. The the one the one other thing I want to say about that about that little clip, Black Arachnia says that he was a maximal. She doesn't say he was silver. Yeah, she's still kind of guarding that. Yeah, I think because she thinks that if she says it's silver bolt, they'll think that she's too emotionally compromised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be, or yeah. or that she's or that she's letting her. Well, yeah, I guess emotionally compromised. If she's letting the fact that she wants to find Silverbolt cloud her cloud her judgment of the situation. Yeah. Cool. So so I guess we'll take a break for a moment, and when we'll come back, we'll have uh, questions and news posts, huh? Sounds yeah. like a plan. All right. She's a good girl gone bad. He's a one-wheeled loner. Together, they fight crime. Coming in fall, webs and wheels. Cybertron criminals are about to be all tangled up. Uh, hi, I'm Molly, a trans girl living in Seattle. Hi, I'm Ashley, a trans girl living in Florida. And I'm Jules, a trans girl living in Sydney, Australia. We're hosting a new amateur anecdotal advice podcast about what it's been like for us being trans. We'll be covering topics such as coming out. Realization. Experiences with HRT. Thoughts on surgery. Romance. And family. You can find us at TM Radiocast on Twitter, and you can send in questions to transmissionquestions at gmail.com and transmissionradiopodcast.tumblr.com. Join us three on what it's all about being trans in your mid-twenties through our own, frankly, weird and wonderful experiences. Yeah. And welcome back. So, as usual, we have a uh, news post provided for us by Kay, uh, Casey at K Hirsch at Lady K Hirsch. And yay, I have new contacts, so I actually can read it this time. Yay! yay new contacts! Yay! yay. <laughs> Anyways, so she says, Hey there, Beasties, only one week till Christmas, or well, like a few days by the time this episode comes out. But I'm here to bring you the greatest gift of all oh, Transformers that's, that's news. Great. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. First up, let's take a look at uh, look at another new third party offering from the fine folks at Perfect Effect. The new upcoming PC nineteen B Black Gorilla Junior two pack, and she provides a link which has some uh, things. We actually talked about this before, right? Like, uh, just it's a repaint of something we've talked about those little guys, right? We've talked about those little guys before, yeah. definitely. Okay, so I'm not, sure, this... I'm not sure if we've seen Primal Prime yet. Oh, okay. Hmm. Might have. Hmm. Uh, this repaint of the previous Gorilla Junior Two Pack gives the Primal pair a new paint job in the style of Optimus Primal's original Season One body. This duo is intended to go with PE's Primal Prime homage, Gorilla Prime, much like how the original Two Pack went with Beast Gorilla. I think they look pretty good in those colors, and now I'm curious that, as to how Optimus Prime, Optimal Optimus would look in Season One colors. Somebody photoshopped that stat. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> I 
I still like how like apparently they they did this like weird like they use clear plastic to do energon weaponry things so they got oh, yeah. like energon axes. Yeah, I mean Primal Prime's got an energon axe and and Optimal Optimus has a has like a blue sword thing, which is cool. Yeah. They're both very cool. I I love Primal Prime's color scheme. Actually, I kind of wish that was his actual <laughs> color scheme for the show. Although I personally would make the gorilla face silver. I don't know, but like other than that, it's it's great. I love the colors, and it, I want this toy. I'm never gonna get it because it's probably like three hundred dollars. But I, I'm I you know I want it. <laughs> Up next, let's move on from that little appetizer and dig into the main course. In this case, the main course that Perfect Effect has served us is a full color prototype images of PE DX09 Mega Duragon. Their take on Transmetal Two Megatron. Again, links which we'll make sure to put in. Uh, uh, put up when when the episode goes up. Um, so Mega Mega Drag Mega Dragon. I really like that. By the way, Mega Dragon <laughs> looks fantastic, and I want this even more than Primal Prime. It looks like they changed the design slightly of um of, of Beast Wars Two Oops. Megatron. Like he's a little bit more blocky, which makes him look a bit more like a Robo Dragon, and his face like design looks different, like the dragon face. Not his Megatron face. Although I, between the, it comes with two faces, and I like the smiling one more because it's it's better. <laughs> the other one's more of a frown. But anywho, um, he's got like really cool like Energon swords, and like the the redesign looks great, and it looks fantastic. And there's one picture on the set that Casey gave us where it's Megatron with his wings unfurled, and he's got his two Energon swords. I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking cool, and I want this toy right now. <laughs> Uh, so she goes on, God, those earlier uncolored prototype images we saw before were good, but this figure is delicious in full color. This sexy little number comes with two swords that become part of the wings in dragon mode, as well as an alternate face for robot mode to give him Megatron's classic evil grin. He even features the half-assed dragster mode from the original toy. Yeah, there's like a tank mode thing that he can kind of turn into. It just <laughs> looks like the dragon like Basically, is sitting. Like, crou- yeah, crouching on wheels and its mouth open to shoot. I mean, it's cool. Out. I mean, yeah. like, I'm down for it, but like... Yeah, this whole toy is great. I fucking love the like the blocky or jagged eater's design. This looks great. Uh, so she asks, "What do you all think of this rude dude?" Personally, as much as I was tempted by Beast Godira and Origin Leonidas, I'm twice as tempted by this guy here. It's just so good. Somebody, please buy this for me. It's Christmas after all. Surely, <laughs> I mean, hundred. Like I was gonna say, same. Like all yeah. that she's saying. Surely $179.99 isn't too high of a price to ask during this season of giving, right? God damn it. <laughs> Why are they so expensive? He's got messed up teeth. He looks like he's like, it's, it's like, it's like uh, the, the kid from, from the first season of Stranger Things. Whatever was going on with his, his teeth. His, his, his smile does look a little goofy, and I kind of like it because it looks so goofy. <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah, I, yeah. Um, so I, I do like the, the lion. Is- Optimus probably what is the, more, but that's second. What was the the Gundam Wing uh, mech that kind of Epion? Was that the one that turned into like a two headed dragon? Yeah, this looks a lot like Epion. Yeah, you're like, saying. Like yeah, no, but there's a like very similar. Angles, yeah, and blocking this kind of really reminds me of that. But I mean, they're yeah. both dragon mechs, so I mean, yeah, and Epion's purple. That's a difference. <laughs> yeah, I I really do like this though. Like the l- l- nice little details, like. Uh, like the swords being part of the wings that you can just attach to, besides having That's him hold, so cool. is a really neat idea. And again, goes into like these discussions we've had where things, where uh, like the extra bits are actually part of the thing 
in some way and not like have to be set aside. Uh-huh. So didn't you say there were two faces? Yeah, that it still has things to set aside, but I did like how like the sword weapons at least aren't one of the things you have to set aside. Yeah. Like I, I have a I have a Gundam wing. Uh we just mentioned Gundam wing. I have a wing Gundam Zero custom uh model and like I have to like decide if it's going to be holding its beam sabers or its like beam uh beam rifles and it's kind of like the other one just kind of Uh-oh. We lose Emily. Did we lose me? Uh can you hear me? I Hello? heard something. Hello? Are you back? Uh, I am I back? Yeah, you're I can, back. I can okay. hear him. Okay. Cool. Where, did I, where did I get cut off? I don't know. You were saying some crap about an action figure. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Buddy. <laughs> I was just, I was just gonna say like I I'm, I I always get scared. I'm gonna lose the extra little bits you have to set aside. Is essentially what I was trying to say. Okay. Yeah. I think some. Uh, I remember there's like a, one of the some of the models of things that do that. Like that might have multiple faces. There's actually like a storage space in the actual toy itself, so you don't have to like set them aside. Or at least like, I remember. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at like a, that. a Garnet action figure. I have uh, Garnet from FF9, Garnet from Steven Universe, yeah. and she's got changeable hands, and I've never once changed them because I'm just like terrified that I'm going to lose them. <laughs> so like, <laughs> just don't even just give me the one set of hands when I buy a toy. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, last but definitely not least, Hasbro has added new resources to their to- Toy Box Tools initiative, which features brands like Transformers and My Little Pony. Toy Box Tools was created in collaboration with the Autism Project to help make Hasbro's toys more accessible to children with developmental disabilities. I don't really have much to add here, but I think it's awesome that Hasbro is making an effort to make their products as accessible to those with disab- disabilities as possible, which I think that's rather nice too, you know? Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, I'll see about also having that link there so you can take a look at the the products that they have set up or anything about the toy box tools. Uh, But anyways, uh, that's all I've got for this week. My question for you all is, what do you each most want for Christmas? And no bullshit cop-out answers like world peace either. Does Santa use ancient Transformers magic like Merlin did? Merry Christmas and happy holidays, y'all. Hope you each have a wonderful week. Yeah, Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Back to you, Casey. Um, Honestly, I would love to yeah, have tamed, I'd, I'd, I'd love to have plane tickets for my boyfriend and girlfriend for Christmas. That's what I want the most, <laughs> to come see me. <laughs> um, uh, if, I ha- if I had a wish that I knew was actually going to be granted, I'd, I'd really just be very practical and be like, ah, pay off my student loan debts. Yeah, that'd be good. Or like socks, that'd be great. <laughs> I don't know, like, um, depending on like how you could word it, though, if I could be like, get get the new game console a week after every t- or uh, get the new go- game console as they come out or something like that uh, that's 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 a gift like every year yeah i mean get a console <laughs> for all eternity <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean like if you can pull off something like that but it wouldn't be like since it'd be like okay it came out in january fuck it's got to wait till next christmas that kind of thing i'd be like seuss you know, where he, he like he made the wish to help the twins, and they're like, "But that's all you use your wish for?" No, I also got this never-ending pizza. Watch, takes a bite of it and just reforms into another piece. See, God, I want I want a never-ending milk jug. I love milk so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't but, go bad either. Not like the coffee cup in in a in Pizza Party, uh, Luke's game, where they had this magical coffee cup that would never empty, but it also did not keep fresh. It just, it never <laughs> emptied, but it also didn't keep fresh. So they had this, this cup full of mold, eventually. 
Um, as for uh, 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 Merlin using using ancient Transformer Christmas magic, I think it really depends. Uh, apparently, Christmas is is def is more of a thing celebrated by humans apart and is not noticed. Like it's well, it's re it's recorded by Transformers, but they don't always seem to be like, oh, they know the traditions. They always have to be taught the traditions by humans. So I would I would first of all refer to the uh, Beast Wars episode where we discussed uh, whether Transformers need to be baptized. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. I would I would therefore <laughs> extrapolate that uh, that it, although Santa Claus is not necessarily a Christian figure, well, he's a secular um, figure. The TF Wiki does have a Christmas site, like a page devoted just to Christmas, and it says. In the note that more importantly, Christmas is the focus of a powerful spirit, in quotes, uh, manifesting in charity, goodwill, and appreciation. Even hardened De Decepticon warriors and vengeance-driven humans are subject to its influence. Such spirit is manifest in a saint named Santa Claus who travels over the world bearing gifts. Oh my god. <laughs> but I would say, I would say in the Bay, in the Bay Transformers universe, because that's where the, you know, that's where we find out that Merlin was a Ha yeah. had alien transformers magic i would say if they were going to make a christmas themed michael bay transformers made for tv movie uh then yes santa would be using transformers magic hmm. of course i think that's, that's yeah i mean obviously. i mean that that's that's how that universe works <laughs> Not like everything's tied to Transformers, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yes, actually, Decepticons assassinated uh, Abraham Lincoln. All all of the reindeer transform together into the sleigh. It's not pulled by anything. Mhm. Mm mhm. I can see that. Uh, there, are, there are actually uh, tie-ins to Christmas in in the various Bay films. Uh, in the Revenge of the Fallen, Yakov hopes that the magic Christmas bonuses will help achieve his dream of buying new teeth he saw in Sky Mall. Great. <laughs> And apparently, also the magic of Christmas was something Bumblebee was eager to experience, and it got him to sing carols while being on some on some guy. The magic then saw Bumblebee give the Witwicky family presents. He seemed to think they were cars, but it's the thought that counts. And apparently, this was a Revenge of the Fallen magazine story called "The Nightmare Before Christmas." Yeah, before Christmas. Great. Great. All right. So shall we get on to questions then? Yeah, let's get on to yeah, questions. Yeah, so let's start. I mean, Kendall didn't say what he wanted for Christmas, but... Oh, for oh, Christmas, I'm, no. I, I, yeah, uh, so the one thing I want for Christmas is more podcast listeners. So please share this podcast with your extended family members. Your mother-in-law would love to hear uh, a bunch of grown people yelling at each other about a 22-minute cartoon. And so would your uh, small child... Uh, Cousin, your nephew, little Timmy. Don't, don't, we swear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but, uh, or, you know, uh, I've, I did ask my family members, I always ask my family members for, uh, for musical instruments, uh, and, uh, I think I, uh, did I, I'm trying to think if I asked for any big, if I actually asked for any big ticket items, uh, cause I don't really ask for that many big ticket items from my family members, cause, uh, we don't know each other well enough to get the right thing. Um, and also, if I asked my parents for the wrong thing, they would judge me. So, you know, cash, yeah. cash. 
That's what my in-laws yeah, got me. I was it's one say of the that... best gifts I've gotten in a while. Yeah. I I hate to say cash, but honestly, a lot of the things that I would like or like would want to get are mostly digital. So it's kind of really hard to just have someone, you know, buy it. Yeah, I mean, like, I can put cash towards buying the tickets that I want to buy. Yeah. <laughs> um, aforementioned ones. <laughs> All right. So, um... So I made a mistake on our bonus app on the holiday oh, special, shit. and unfortunately, I left out a couple of questions from the Facebook yeah. group. Yeah. Now, first, let me get us in the mood here. No. Did that go? I don't even know if that went through because I don't think I had the microphone on. It went through. Okay. It went through for us. Okay, well, yeah. It looked like it was in the recording. I had it muted. That's interesting. <laughs> um, so from from that, we had Ryan Butson asking us, do you think a Transformers Christmas special would be better, worse, same? I, you I know mean, what? It really depends. It could, it could go either way. Go I think I... I think it would depend if Rekgar was the uh, Harvey Corman kind of analog in there, because <laughs> basically an Eric Idle sounding. I don't think it'd be the same special as a thing. Oh no, no, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I think that would be that would that would that would affect the the tone and how well uh, whether it would be better or worse. I, I think it it probably would be an animated thing and be and it, it would be inoffensively better. Like it wouldn't be like amazing or anything. But it would be like, oh, this is better than like you know, Wookies talking to each other for ten minutes. <laughs> Honestly, I would be interested in seeing a, a tra- Transformers sketch comedy thing, like what what Cybertron, like because there had to be at some point they had to have like you know, you know, other things besides Civil War going on. Well, you know what? You're right because if there was a Transformers special made today in the in the like Variety Hour thing, that would be exactly what they make because they hardly ever trap Transformers in the actual movies. It'd be the same thing where it'd be like Optimus, like, "Oh, Sam, we've got to get to your parents' house for Christmas," and "Oh, let's stop here and see somebody completely unrelated to Transformers do a song and dance number." <laughs> <laughs> So, so my thing is, my, my, my thing is what would, what they would actually make today. I mean, so there's two things that they could actually make today. One, they could, they could do a Christmas episode of whatever, of whatever show is on. And that and would they be They have fine. done them. They, they yeah. For Transformers Animated, there's like, at least, there might be two Christmas episodes in Transformers Animated. Okay. I think it was a two-part, two-parter, if yeah. I was looking at the thing under the Christmas tab, of right? Yeah, so that would be fine. Uh, what what has the potential to be worse would be if they were like, okay, so for the uh, for the next uh, you know for the second Bumblebee movie, uh, we lost our director, uh, but it's coming out at Christmas time, so uh, let's um let's let's have it have a Christmas theme. That's where you could run into some trouble. Uh, oh no, where yeah. where it would be where it could be just a joyless gray uh you know not good and this is coming from somebody who's not as negative on the bay stuff but like you could you could make a michael bay try to get home for christmas uh but in the meantime save the world from uh uh, from extinction uh that was pretty bad and pretty joyless and about two hours too long you know actually i just realized that um 
Darker the Moon has a lot in common with the Star Wars holiday special. It's biggest problem. My biggest problem with, with Darker the Moon was that it went on about an hour too long. And that's really the same thing with the holiday special. Like the there's there's enough there's like there's enough content that you can mine out of the holiday special that it's good, but there's just also just a lot of stuff that's just meandering. And that's that's the exact problem I had with Dark in the Moon. Hmm. All right. <laughs> um we also had a question from Michael Painter who was wondering Hi, what Michael. Other- what other holiday specials would be greatly improved by having the characters living under the oppressive rule of space Nazis? I will point out that Joel also mentioned you mean other than a very Schindler Christmas. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, could you like link me that tweet? Because like I didn't catch everything that you said. Oh, uh, it was on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Okay, I'll go, I'll, I'll go to our group and I'll find it. Yeah, it was. It's in the the holiday special questions. Got you. <laughs> So was he asking but, for for existing holiday specials that would be improved, or exi- or properties that whose holiday special would be improved? I I think I I think we can take it as as whatever okay. one we want. Um, I don't Is know how I don't know for the audio entropy group. So it's in the Warren Beast group. Oh, here let me let me find the the link. Oh, wait, I found it. Oh, okay. Um, I was gonna say like I don't know how it would work for. The, I don't think it would work very well for the Muppet Christmas special. God, I mean, space Nazis coming in and just like stormtrooping it up. But then again, Muppet Babies did a lot of stuff with Star with Star Wars. Hmm. Um, um, well, I was gonna go first. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, so Linus uh, could be an SS officer, and instead of or 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 something, and instead of reading from instead of reading from the Bible, he'd be reading from Mein Kampf. Uh, and uh, instead of like encouraging people to have Christmas spirit, he uh, does mean things. That's horrible. <laughs> oh God! Um, it's I a mean, great Death Star, Charlie Brown. Would you say Decepticons <laughs> are space Nazis? Um, they're conquerors, but I they're we, fascists. They, I'm pretty sure they're fascists. Yeah, but I th- I think there's only been like they you well kind of like how in like. Uh, the fir- the original trilogy, we don't actually see uh, a society run by Decepticons very often, except like in comics or side stories. So nothing would be living under the oppressive rule, but they kind of have a story where like Decepticons. Oh I mean, yeah, this, this is this is kind of that story a little bit. You know, the Decepticons. I mean, the Predacons are in power. Yeah. The a Predacon is in power. Yeah. <laughs> and everything's very very horrible and that is and um. I read the I read the Decepticons more as sort of as like as criminal as as organized crime criminals self you know self power yeah. kind of dictatorship as opposed to uh, authoritarian fascism. Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's I they seem a little bit more chaotic than that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is they it's more chaotic because Decepticons are always they're they're always trying to undermine each other and 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 stuff as opposed to as opposed to the yeah as you know who's you know it's it's who who has the might has the power or whatever whatever yeah but uh, might makes right or whatever but like uh, as opposed to like like you know like the Empire is all about the. Mm 
is, is all about like brainwashing and people, you know, people being incredibly loyal. It's the, you know, it's sort of the polar opposite of that. And then I was going to say, I don't think the, uh, um, the Rugrats Christmas spe- or Hanukkah special would, which would be, uh, improved by having space Nazis. <laughs> Although I could imagine the babies getting confused and thinking, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, who 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 attacked the the temple? The uh, see, this is where I don't actually remember my theology lessons very well. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't I could imagine them reimagining it as like a sci-fi story instead of like a, a historical one. Well, I mean that's kind of what this is. All the special, I mean, we're not doing that right now, but we were doing it and we're answering questions from the special because we screwed up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess Voltron has space Nazis in it, kind of. So they mean Voltron. Yeah, like yeah, I, guess they are. I don't know if it, if it would be improved with it, but they're there. <laughs> um, uh, I guess yeah. Next question. Okay, so we got a couple of questions from uh from Twitter. Uh, Futch, read this part two, please. Cassidy at what is cosplay asked us, what are the Maximals' ideal Sundays? And I will point out that this is S U N D A E S Sundays. Oh, so like the tree. Yes. Yeah. Optimus yeah. wants well, a banana split. I win. <laughs> yeah. I, Optimus would be banana split. Yeah. yeah I think that one's kind of obvious. Um, I would imagine cheat or like. I would imagine he would like something like with like uh cookies and cream or chocolate chip cookie dough, something that basically made the ice cream spotted. Oh, I get you. That's cute. I I, I can follow that logic, and I guess Rat Trap would um have something with cream cheese on it for cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Or like cheesecake, because there's, there's been like cheesecake blizzards and stuff like that. Yeah, That's all yeah. Like I would say cheesecake sounds good. Yeah, like a cheesecake uh, based thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, um, and then Black Arachne Black- would get one of those fly Sundays from Rick and Morty. See, I feel like I feel like Black Arachnia would go with like it would be like green tea ice cream with like I can see that like an oh wait almond- I didn't see what you're doing again stop it <laughs> I thought more because green. And she likes green, but you did the thing. Um, uh, or maybe like ice cream with a green green tea mint uh, Kit Kat bars in it. Well, I was going to say, like, she'd like something with cherry with like, that really deep red, like blood. <laughs> I feel like she'd, she'd be like that. Like, she'd be the girl in high school who pretends to be a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> who is now... Uh... Who's now being taken place by Night Scream, who's the guy who likes pretending to be a vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of, that's also good. Also, for... spiders like blood, so <laughs> yeah. Um, spiders are kind of empiric, you know. They drain the blood yes, from the yes, from the things they definitely. kill. I think Megatron would like a CD-ROM version about the history of ice cream. So he wouldn't actually want ice <laughs> cream because he's not. Because he's not. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, organic. it's organic. He wouldn't want ice cream. <laughs> oh shit! You're right. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> That's what organic does. They eat food. <laughs> what would Night Scream want? Maybe maybe cherry thing for the I same think, reasons. I think, maybe even black. Something. Yeah, I was gonna say he would. He would. He. If there was something that could be basically a Batman themed uh, ice cream, I think he wouldn't even want I that. I think Night Scream wants just plain vanilla ice cream. Nothing on it. Nothing's allowed to touch it, or it's ruined. Because he's a brat. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. You that or like, or I mean, maybe the other 
the other maybe thing, same thing, but a little. Oh, I was gonna say like maybe just a little bit fancy, and it has to be French vanilla. Yeah, I was gonna say that maybe also like it. If you're gonna go for like the what bats typically eat, they they te- typically eat fruit more than bats eat like uh, blood or anything like that. So yeah. and also he is eating fruit in the first appearance. So like whatever fruit that is that they're eating, that he wants oh, that like, on Sunday. So maybe like a <laughs> tropical like uh, mango and peach and kind of one of those weird. I can see that. He'd probably have more of the stingy thing that you were talking about, but still. <laughs> All right. And then finally, we got from Ryan at Rye Nerdy Guy, and they ask, who's the craziest? And they provided pictures of uh, basically Beast Wars Arrows, Inferno, Tarantulas, and Rampage. I think Inferno's the craziest because Tarantulas is, is creepy and scary and kind of mad at times, but he has an agenda that he's purposely aimed for inferno seems actually deluded at times like not not always his fault but he seems to be seeing the world in a lens that is not uh not congruent with what everyone else is seeing yeah he's 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 the one that is actually i mean they all have mental problems but he's the one that like is actually got like a debilitating issue as yeah. as opposed to um rampage is a sociopath and yeah uh tarantulas is just kind of kinky <laughs> and what do you think i totally missed the question i'm trying oh, to figure sorry. out what it is <laughs> uh, they asked who is the craziest and they basically had a picture of uh, of inferno tarantulas and rampage i mean if you're going to crazy quote unquote um i think it would be inferno just because of how manic he is yeah, so I think I think we kind of just all agree that Inferno is the one that is the craziest and that should get some help. That poor guy. And yeah, that was it for questions. So I believe we move on to plugs. Is there anything you want to plug, Kendall? Uh, yeah. Um, so sorry. Well, what, I mean, we're all out of order because Jordan's yeah. in charge. So yeah, in charge. <laughs> um. So I'm getting caught up on posting my Kendall cast podcasts. Uh, there's a new poll list. That's only three weeks behind. So if you want to <laughs> hear about comic books from a month and a half ago, you can listen to that. No, actually it's a pretty good episode. And uh, then we got, uh, that's what we called music. I just posted the fifth episode where we talked about a spice girls song. Um, and I got Did to ask uh, one of my friends, uh, who was a special guest on there, which Spice Girl he was. So you can uh, find out. And also you can find out what Spice Girl I am by listening to the episode. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, um, the last uh, the last episode of the first season of Waiting Here for Every Man should be up by now or else it'll be up uh, next week where I interviewed my cousin uh, Vince, who was a... Uh, He's like me. He spent a year in music school uh, and then he dropped out and did some other neat stuff. And now he's a he's a minister with and he uses uh, music in in some interesting ways at his uh, uh, church. Hmm. And it's not preachy. It's not churchy. I'm not a I'm not a churchy person, but it's a good episode because it's interesting. Hmm. Huh. Uh, M, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, you can um, catch me on other audio entropy podcasts, Home for Infinite Losers, a Dragon Ball rewatch podcast where we just got to um, an episode of Dragon Ball that didn't involve any excrement. 
um, urine or uh, very much sexual harassment, but more racism. So it's still bad. Um, it's kind of weird because it's like only the dub has that. Well, I mean, they both do, but the dub has it from them doing like these accents and also both versions depict a character that looks like it's just blackface and it's anime, uh, anime from the 80s is a lot and it's not it's not good. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> but um, at least it's not... I mean, no, they're both bad. Sexual harassment and racism are both equally bad, pretty much. Anywho, um, uh, and also on Teacher's Attitude, I'm on that a lot. And you can catch me on In Pursuit of Passions, which uh, is about people talking about what they're passionate about. And you can catch me on Twitter at This Is Emeralds. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, before, you know, the overreaching plugs, I'll plug uh, for me... Not only Game Apartment 1C, uh, you know, my friend Dan is still playing uh, things. He's a, as, as, as the tagline, he's a good, good challenge boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also, I forgot, because I forgot about to mention this, uh, the Darren Husted uh, released some more of uh, I've Made a Huge Mistake, a uh, Arrested Development rewatch, rewatch podcast, and uh, one like I'm on some of the episodes that just came out, so you can hear me talk about uh, basically Oscar and George Bluth and some other things. I think I and I also was talking about the episode with Lucille, um, you know, for season four where they were there. So, but also I would like to remind everyone that uh, that go check out audioentry.com, um, you where you can find basically a lot of the podcasts that some you know that are on that were mentioned by by Emily. Uh, there's also like a, you know, all kinds of little things and we don't always bring it up, but there's also a little donut button. I mean, donut beat, <laughs> donate button up in the corner that we could really, you know, it just goes to help basically run the site and any extra will, well, we're going to try and get Joel to give us donuts if it goes extra for running the site, but it's mostly just for the site. Okay. <laughs> so I guess that's it. So for Warren B, Siphon Jordan. I have an Emily. And I'm Kendall. And I guess we'll roll out. <laughs> I guess we'll roll out. I guess. <laughs> yes, you have to. Yeah. Bye, everybody. See, I'm, like, I'm like Primal. I'm still fi- trying to find a catchphrase. Gotcha.